sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Brought to you by Thrive Broking, flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with your hosts with the mosts and the ghosts. Oh, I like that. Did you hear that? No, I did. Anne Rekovic and Renata Daniel. And we've also got a co-host in here tonight. We've got Cousin Steve in visiting because we're training him, aren't we, Renata? We are. We are training him. These headphones sound really weird compared to the normal headphones. Because you're going away. I am going. That's not why the headphones sound weird. But yeah, I'm going away. You are. I'm going on a two-week COVID cruise. Um, (laughs) Because that's what happens when you go on a cruise, isn't it? You get COVID. Um, No, we're going to be avoiding that as much as we possibly can. I have bought extra hand sanitizer today and two weeks, stop touching it. That's she's what she's going to say on the cruise. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yeah, so well, I forgot what I was talking about. Thanks for that. Extra hand sanitizer. Yes, I have bought extra hand sanitizer today. And when I got it home, I realised that half of it was missing from inside the little thing. I'm not happy, Coles. Not happy. Was it in your bag? No, well, it was in the shopping bag, but nothing's leaked. All right. It's just like when I got it home, I thought, geez, that feels light. And then I've held it because one of those dark brown. Um, <laughs> Did you take the sample home? <laughs> no, they don't have samples in Coles. Um, hello to everybody that's watching on YouTube or Facebook or whatever it is she's got it on there at the moment. We were a little bit rushed getting to the start because. It's something new is happening here at the station. Oh, yes. There's less buttons to push. But it's new. We've had to sort of set it up slightly differently, and we we actually had to watch for the timing instead of listen for the timing. Yes. So we couldn't do our normal live feed that we normally do because um, we're trying to teach an old dog new tricks. It's very hard. It confuses (laughs) old people. It does. They have to learn new things. (laughs) Yes, We know this. Renata's had to have a cup of coffee. But anyway, Cousin Steve is going to fill in for me Mm. whilst I'm off on the cruise with my husband mm-hmm. and uh, yeah I, I just might lock ourselves on the balcony I've got to convince Roman not to go naked on the balcony oh lord oh. <laughs> who's going to see though oh. have you seen balconies oh. on cruises dolphins will be throwing dolphins. themselves on board <laughs> there's been a mass beaching <laughs> there a mass beaching of <laughs> whales and dolphins you can, there's <laughs> gaps there's gaps and well, these gaps are very visible this gaps is, this is the problem if someone's looking at you then they deserve to see what they and they can just pop their head around and go, hello, oh, <laughs> you're feeling a bit chilly there. Uh, so uh, I, I do have to convince him not to be naked, especially if another cruise trip goes past. Oh, what's the likelihood of that? Oh, it does happen. Mm. What's the international signal for distress? <laughs> <laughs> Put your clothes on! <laughs> oh, but yes, yeah, so we've, we've got big plans for next week. And um, oh. Steve's going to take on the ABC of superstitions. Yes. Oh. You've got the letter M and the letter N. Now, you've got to find something fabulous. I'm not finding this for you. That's I your job. I will do it because I'm here actually part, partially to defend my honour from last week <laughs> after I was besmirched on air. All right. For my story. He even sent a text in saying, you told me to go all the way. And I did. (laughs) Last time I was a guest, you said, find something funny, find something. I said, said, how far? She said, the dirtier, the better. (laughs) So I went there. Right. Yeah. I I was impressed. Thank you. (laughs) Can I tell you my story now? My news of the week? Are you going to repeat it three times? (laughs) (laughs) 
if you're poopy, I will. <laughs> right. sorry, I've been out for a birthday dinner with my daddy turned 90. Bless. Sorry, go on. You can go now. Thank you. So this is a story by Madeline Patrick, and it appeared in um, one of the English newspapers, of course, because that's where all the best stories come from. True. And the headline is Family Terrorised by Ghosts Under the Floorboards Ooh. Days After Visiting Psychic. Oh, it's so, a bloody psychic's fault, isn't yes, it? Yes. A family say that have been left terrorised by a ghost that has been living under the floorboards just days after. <laughs> oh, she's gone. <laughs> that didn't take long. No. We didn't even set her off. No, because no. it's the same thing I just said. Oh, it is. <laughs> That's number one. So number two, yeah. Yep, yep. I need a tally sheet. Count, now. count people. Just count. Make sure you can how many times. They say that what has been going on in their home has left them feeling unsettled but are not in a position to move house, so they'll just have to deal with it. Gillian Harper, 25, and partner Kieran Roos, 29, say they feel that that tormented by the knocking under their floorboards, that they are tormented by the knocking under their oh, floorboards. The so are they tormented by the knocking under their floorboards? <laughs> they are tormented. Three. <laughs> tormented by the knocking under their floorboards. Four. <laughs> After visiting a clairvoyant, the pair now feel that they are living in a home that is like a paranormal version of the borrowers. While the couple have lived in their hull home for two years without any unusual encounters, after visiting a psychic, they became increasingly disturbed when they heard banging noises coming from the front room just days later. Despite at first brushing it off as one of those things, a few weeks later, Kira noticed their cat standing at the bottom of the stairs, gazing across the hall. Confused? Oh, God, do I have to say this? You've got it now. Confused, the pig farmer walked over to check on the family pet. That's not a nice way when, to talk about his girlfriend, he, Renata. When he heard a loud, distinct knocking sound coming from the front room. Why did they say that? Why Why was there a need to, to, to give the name of what he does? Obviously, because it's going to amuse some people. Ghost oh. pig. Okay. Um, yes. I might have Jody he, there. He did dis- Jody the defendant He did hear a distinct knocking sound. Oh, dear. And immediately texted his partner, a senior care assistant. There you go. The strange noise kept on persisting and the duo decided to investigate further. After much searching, they found the ominous rapping was coming from underneath the wooden floorboards. Five. And claimed they could feel the vibrating from underneath. They They say they also experimented by knocking on the ground themselves, to which a mirrored response was made from the possible entity beneath. The parents to one-year-old Karina Roos say the banging begins at 8pm each evening. <laughs> Lucky them, every evening. And lasts about an hour before it oh, stops. Stamina too, I like it. And have admitted that it makes them a little, uh, makes their little one afraid. <laughs> They're going to get a brother or sister. Gillian said, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. And when you're in there and you put your hand on the floor as well, you can physically feel the vibration. It's there. Knocking, and you can feel it on your hand. It answers in a call and response sort of way. The frequency frequency has increased over time. It happened yesterday at around 1 p.m., and it was worrying because it was only me and my daughter in the house. 
it made me feel scared to be in my own home more so recently because my partner is working. It's like a paranormal version of the borrowers. Oh, that's twice. Kieran also agreed that he finds the knocking unsettling, adding, the biggest thing that pushed me towards this uh, not being right is that we went to see a clairvoyant. We lived here for two years and never heard any creaking, knocking or tapping. Not like that. The weird thing is that you can feel it. If it was just a sound, you could just hear it. But I could happily go to bed without thinking about it again. Oh, she's got a bit of a cough there. Imagine, imagine the floor is a foot deep of just concrete. As if, it's as if someone is directly under that concrete just tapping on it. So they've got a con- concrete And it's slab. coming through our floorboards. Is that seven? I wasn't expecting it to knock back when I knocked. That's what weirded us out, really. <laughs> it's got worse than that. It just kept on coming. The, 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 Every night? The distressed duo also claimed that Tot Karina babbles away when she's in the front room, appearing to talk to something unseen. Gillian and Ki- are you are you, uh, like, what? are you pulled into this story oh, yet? so pulled in. <laughs> Someone's pulling something. Gillian and Kieran have tried to find a logical explanation for their problem, even going so far as to upload a video of the knocking on TikTok in the hope that someone would be able to help. Wait, wait. Are you saying there's a Nick knock on TikTok? Oh, yes. Oh. Yes, it's there a is. However, after going to such lengths and even turning off the heating and backtracking the plumbing to discover that the house's pipes do not run under the floor, mm, the first confused thing I couple are at a loss. They have even been able to rule out the possibility of an intruder as they claim that their home doesn't have a basement or cellar. Instead, they have drawn a link between the start of the suspicious sounds and their visit to the clairvoyant a few days prior. Gillian claims that the clairvoyant told Kieran that she could see his grandfather with him as though he was there all the time. So? Oh, granddad, there's no need to be under the floorboards. <laughs> Come and join the family at the table. The 25-year-old said, Karina says, hiya, when she enters the front room. Hiya. Which is usually what she says when someone walks into the house and she sees somebody. She doesn't speak like this in any other room of the house unless we are there with her. The clairvoyant said Kieran had his granddad with him as though he was with him all the time. I think he tries to laugh it off, but he does keep mentioning it quite a bit. We're both not likely palming it off, but living with it because we don't know what to do. If the letting agent would allow us to rip up the floorboards and look underneath, oh, what does she expect to find a grandfather down there? <laughs> Hello. Then, that's, Hello. then Hiya. that's something we would do. We're not in a position to move the house, so it's something that we'll just have to deal with. There you go. That's a fabulous story from the Hull newspaper. Yep. About um, two people who think that their house is haunted and that there's a ghost that lives under the floorboards. I floor have boards. a question. I wonder if the whole newspaper went to the psychic for a rebuttal. Mm. Probably not. That's not very nice, is That's it? not very good journalism, is it? No, no. not good journalism. I don't think no. they need to follow that through. Besmirching the name of the psychic. But this is this is new. This is just this week. Oh. So it's happening now. Fresh. News now, action. As, as, as we are standing here, there, patty, right is, there. there is Kieran's granddad um, under some concrete... Banging away. Banging away. At 8 p.m. At the wall. Yep. Every night. For an hour. Yeah. Yeah. 
Fabulous. Oh, darling. Thank you, Renata. Oh, darling. You're now, welcome. We've got some good stuff coming up after this. We've got the ABC of Superstitions. Um, we've also got our spooky question uh, session. So you can text through. And there's a couple of ways to text through. You can either text through uh, via the app. You will notice that it says email or text. Now, we can't access the email, but we get the text right here on this very phone, which the people on YouTube can't quite see because I can't unplug it. Um, but we have already got some text through. So if you've got a question about anything ooky, spooky and kooky, not kinky, we don't do kinky. Yeah, that's uh, true. But we haven't been to Amsterdam yet. We haven't learned about that. So uh, if you've got anything you'd like to ask us or our experiences in various locations or what Steve's favourite food is or <laughs> anything at all, um, text it through to 0490848886 or press the button and text from there. Now, if you're texting in- internationally, it will be a, a 61 and you drop that first zero. 61409. Hang on, no, 490. Oh, God. It's 61490848886. You're listening to Spooky Sundays on Newcastle Live Radio. Finance doesn't need to be spooky thanks to Thrive Broking. And welcome back to Spooky Stun Sunday. Spooky Sundays. And a big thank you to Thrive Broking. If you're looking for finance without all the scary stuff, oh, go talk to Emma. And uh, you can drop her a line at thrivebroking.com.au. And don't forget to tell her that the ghost grannies sent you. Now, speaking of ghost grannies, Renata. Yes. What just launched tonight? Oh, yes. Oh, it's not officially launched yet. Oh, isn't it? Who's seeing it then? Because it's up on YouTube. Oh, oh, that bit. We've launched <laughs> the a couple other one. of things. There's so many we've, things we've, launching tonight. We've launched tonight. a couple of things. We've launched a couple of things. So, uh, actually, yes, the new Isaac Butterfield's Devil's Advocate uh, at Bellbird. It's, mm-hmm. um, yes, very, very good. Um, even if we do say so yes, ourselves. Even if we do say so ourselves. Um, and we even get to see Cousin Steve in there. Yes, I, make a, I was surprised I made the cut. You made like, a cameo appearance, oh, didn't you? Very. I thought mm-hmm. it, was, it was my head and it was my face. You had to oh, help Isaac with his balls, didn't you? Wouldn't be the first time. I, I, helped, I also helped her in the shower with that's his balls. True. Oh, did you yeah. That's right. When that's we did the, the ghost pot. Isaac's right head ball man. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes. So uh, we uh, a few months ago we went to the Bellbird Hotel, mm-hmm. uh, allegedly one of the most haunted hotels in the Hunter Valley here in. Um, New South Wales, Australia. Definitely scary. And, oh, what? <laughs> oh dear. We saw things better. our eyes cannot unsee. Yeah. Oh. And, uh, that yes. very nervous. Don't <laughs> say anything like that. <laughs> oh, tempt me. Go on, tempt me. If you've seen uh, The Shining, um, <laughs> there was, yeah, there's like a fluid moment with the, <laughs> coming out. If you open certain doors, it was just, yeah. yeah. Oh, All right, so you you would have been scared poopless. I was... And we know definitely, left mar- it. definitely left a mark on my brain. Yes, it did. And um, skid mark. And so, <laughs> yes, we spent a few hours there doing some filming. It was mm. awesome. Yep, it was an awesome evening. Thank you to the Blue, blue Bellbird, the Blue Bird, the Blue Balls, <laughs> Bellbird Hotel. 
And um, yes, it's our newest, or well, Isaac's newest uh, release. And we're filming again this coming Wednesday. We should have been filming tomorrow night, but that, yeah, that some, will upset something, us. Something let us down in Newcastle. Yeah, pity Newcastle not getting behind Newcastle people and uh, supporting each other, but never mind. Mm. Um, let's not go there because I'll just get my cranky pants on and that's not a good She's look. wearing a dress. Right, so it's hard to wear cranky pants under your dress. I can wear them on the outside. I'll tuck the dress in. <laughs> like Batman. <laughs> All right. Would you like to hear about the superstitions associated with the letter L for laundry? This better be good because laundry is about it's about the most boring subject ever. I actually, when I looked it up, and uh, because I I sort of set this a a couple of weeks ago, and I thought, did I really pick laundry? How (laughs) how did I pick laundry? Anyway, um, and I've just been sneezing, so now of course my nose is going to run while I'm trying to do this. Right. So on certain days. And seasons, commonly considered ill-omened for laundry. Uh, did you know there were days that were ill-omened to do your laundry? Yeah, that's every day. Of the week. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is not what we like to do, Renata. This is to do with ill-omen superstitions. Uh, yes, yes. And I've you got must a feeling, not do laundry at all. I've got it's, a feeling you, you just wear the stuff and you throw it away. That's so it can that, stand up by itself, right? <laughs> Look, when we go overseas, we do wear the same clothes nearly every day because nobody knows us. Nobody, <laughs> nobody recognises. Nobody sort of understands that we're in the same clothes. That's every crazy, day. stinky Australian grannies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I smell death. Oh yeah, just Santa Renata. Sorry, we haven't washed for a while. Anyway, let me get on to the day, the worst day of the year that you can wash your clothes on has actually just been and gone not long ago. Oh, thank you- goodness for that. I missed it. <laughs> I think. I think I. Actually did wash that day, New Year's Day. Oh. Because if you washed your clothes on New Year's Day, one washes their family away. Oh, well, for some people that, that might, might be a good, good thing. thing. <laughs> Especially those people that were hearing knocking and banging at eight o'clock every night. Yes. Yeah. And they have to wash their family away the next morning. <laughs> With those. Right, and, and apparently it can cause a death in the house. Oh no, that's terrible. But there is something that's equally as dangerous, and I know you've, you're riveted by all this information. In May, don't wash your blankets. No. Ooh. No. Why? Oh, because it's, it's dangerous and has the same effect. I can't wash blankets because they shrink. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're supposed to wash them in wool wash and cold water so they don't shrink, but you know. Um, now, the worst day for all such work, and I thought I already had those days, but there's one even worse. <gasps> even worse? Even worse. Yes. Tell us about it. Good Friday. Well, that makes well, sense. day of rest, right? So there is a legend can't found in North Yorkshire, which uh, is sometimes given in that region, um, that has an explanation for this ban, so to speak. Now, you're going to love this story. I've got a little story for you. So don't yawn, Renata. <laughs> Do not yawn. <laughs> I'm trying. All right, you ready for it? This is why you should not wash your clothes on Good Friday. When our Lord was walking to Calvary... Did somebody just... <laughs> no. No, they didn't. So talking about. <laughs> a, a woman who was washing outside her house derisively gave Jesus the finger. No, waved, waved, waved a wet garment in his face, apparently, whereupon he cursed her and all those who should in future wash upon that day. Now, Jesus... Yeah, it's time to do that. Jesus we... wasn't the sort of person that cursed no, people. No, no. But if he Renata's was, waving his, her undies at him... <laughs> it's very 
very that's unlikely. Not very nice. That to happen. Yeah. So um, he cursed her and all those um, that should wash on that day. Oh my God, I'm getting like Renata. But the belief that it is unlucky, and in a sense sinful to do such work. I, look, I'm just imagining. I have a picture in my mind of Jesus <laughs> going along with the crown of thorns, yeah. bleeding, C- carrying a and, cross, and a cross. Yep. And some lady comes up to him in the face. <laughs> The in the face with laundry. Yeah. Yeah. Take that. Yeah. <laughs> Splat. And he curses her. Yeah. For and, evermore. And then, and then, like. Anyone. No one hears about it except some some person in Yorkshire. Yeah. But for the love of God, don't be gay. What? Because Jesus will get you. Oh, no. He did. <laughs> <laughs> did you just go there? That was your outside voice. <laughs> I don't, really don't think Jesus would have minded at no, all. It's so. the other people who like to use him as the excuse. We're getting off track, squirrel. Yeah, we are. Anyway, never. <laughs> now this is the the legend, right? Never put your hands in lie on Good Friday is a common saying. Absolutely, I've I never agree. heard that. <laughs> I agree. Can't remember last Tabby. time Renata put her hands in lie. Harking back to the time when housewives made their own lie from wood ashes. Remember, I might be able to show us how to do that instead of using soap. There you go. There's nothing like using ashes. That's why she's, soap. she's got PTSD from all the lie making. Is that why they use the charcoal and the toothpaste? It's oh, just like, yeah. That's correct. That's what our, yeah. our convicts used to do. Yep. I remember when I was a girl. Now, they, they also say if you hang your clothes on the line on that particular day, you'll find it will be spotted with blood. Oh. Mm -hmm. And that the water itself would turn to blood. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Now, there's a Worcestershire superstition that uh, soap suds must not be left in the boiler over Good Friday. Even though no actual washing is done, a death will follow in the house. Mm-hmm. So you've got to make sure that that's cleaned out before you, on Thursday night, you I make sure it's cleaned out. be a fire out. if you're leaving a boiler does, on. Does anyone have a boiler? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fire. This this was my favourite. I have to say, this was my absolute favourite. Um, all right, so washing should always be done at the beginning of the week in order to prepare the proper time for drying and ironing and airing before you get to a Sunday. So Saturday washing was formerly regarded as an indication of being a bad housewife. Ah. Oh. And look, just to help you remember this, there is a little poem that goes with it. Yes. Right. Wash on a Friday, wash in need. Wash on a Saturday, a slut indeed. <laughs> what? <laughs> so apparently if you wash your clothes on Saturday, you are a slut. Well, you need to after Friday night. Yeah, I know, right? So you only wash on a Friday if you're desperate, but if you've done it on a Saturday, you're obviously as lazy Mary as Magdalene anything. was scrubbing away. Oh, no. I, That's terrible. I know. Like, there's even bad omens if you spill the water while it's being carried from the spring to the wash tub. Remember that, Renata? <laughs> I do. <laughs> it's unlucky to splash water about too freely during the washing process. Don't have fun, whatever you do. Um, or for the laundress to make her own apron over wet. Oh, no. We Take must it. not have a wet apron. Take it apron and, moist, please. And if an unmarried girl does this, it's a sign that her future husband will be a drunkard. Deary me, time was tough. I know. Then. Imagine if you were like somebody who was very, very superstitious, superstitious, and you got hold of this book. Like, there's even superstitions here on lettuce. Oh well, there should be. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you see the price of lettuce a couple of months oh, ago? Dear, it's mm. terrible. Well, 
I mean, there's a couple of other little ones there, but we'll just leave that because, I mean, I think that the Friday one, if you watch on a Saturday, you're a slut. I, we can't go past that. No, that's, no. That's I want to know what Jesus thinks of the people that leave their washing in the washing machine too long and it starts to get stinky. you got to mm. wash it again. What would Jesus say? W-W-J-S. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe we have a segment. I, I think he'd anyway. stab you in the ghoulies for yeah. sure. <laughs> Turn him inside and wear his party hat. <laughs> Mickey Mouse is. Before we go to a song, I know, very, very quickly, before we go to a song, we're just letting people know um, those that have Apple users, you will have to update your app um, to, well, you're not listening anyway because you can't. (laughs) (laughs) If you know somebody that's got an Apple phone, just send them a message. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you'll probably be listening to it on the podcast, but yes, update your app, please. Um, And uh, we're just still waiting for the app update for other services. Oh, that was a community announcement. She's speaking in tongues. She's been <laughs> washing on Saturday too much. Oh, no. We're just a slightly wiped have, after I, yesterday I in heat. I can't have him in the studio. I just can't. Well, look, we, we're going to play a song now from our friend. Like We almost got to meet him, um, but we do know that he has now seen our frightfully good oracle cards. <gasps> Van Morrison. Oh, yes. Van, oh, yeah. our, Van our, the man. Our Airbnb host is yes. mates with um, Van, Van Morrison. I yep. think we left a pack of cards for him yes, to give to Van. Yes, we did. Yep. So here we go. Enjoy and we'll be back after this. Do you have paranormal questions? Well, we have the answers. It's time for Spooky Chat with Anne and Renata. And we've got uh, Spooky Chat time now and I've just realised my microphone is dead. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to lift it up a little bit. Uh, yeah, so if you've got your spooky question, something you want to know about, and anything to do with ghosts and goblins, text it through to 0490 or use the app. So, Renata, you had something there because you were waving at me going, me, 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 me. Yes. Uh, earlier today, earlier I put today. up a post on Newcastle Ghost Tour yeah. to say, um, what is the most haunted pub? Oh, yes. Yeah. What's the most haunted pub in Newcastle or the Hunter Valley? Uh, and, of course, people have sent in stuff not from Newcastle or the Hunter Valley, but that's that's <laughs> fine. That's fine. You're not reading the posts correctly, but it doesn't no, matter. No, no, no. Engagement that's matters. Okay. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. So um, I thought I'd just read out a few. Yeah. Please do. Very quickly. So Tracy wrote the Cambridge. Oh. When we ran a once a month event there, we'd go in during the day to set up. We'd always hear people running up and down on the wood floor above, but there was no one up there. The staff all knew about it. Probably rats. (laughs) Now, our friend Ivy says, I've heard the Neath pub goes bump in the night. Mm-hmm. Oh, very nice. Where's yeah. that? Neath, was it? Neath, that is. I've heard of the Neath pub and it being um, haunted, actually. But uh, we tried to get small pubs for Isaac, but he doesn't want to do any more pubs. It's banned mm. pubs. We've got to find something more exciting now. Now, uh, Whitney uh, says, not Hunter Valley, but M- M- Mahoney's pub in Warwick, Queensland is super haunty. If you ever find yourself up that way. Oh, that'd be oh, nice. Try. Cheers. Now, William says, I was told that Holmesville Hotel was haunted. I've stayed there a few times and n- never got spooked, admittedly. <laughs> Even though I just had a conniption. <laughs> because it's not and, it's just an n. Oh, right. N- n- right, okay. We thought you were having a stroke. <laughs> admittedly, they were great nights of music. I didn't retire to bed sober. 
Yeah, now, the family hotel Maitland across the road from uh, Maitland Hospital. Now, I have a little bit of story about that because oh. uh, I did some investigations at um, the family hotel across oh, the road, yes, and every day at about 3.26 or something similar to that, the lights start to flicker. Right. And there is absolutely no reason for that to happen. They've actually had electricians in to check. I bet Roman could work it out. And <laughs> nothing. He'd debunk that. Absolutely nothing can tell you what is well, going the, on. The, the, what, the ghost is sitting there going, hang on. It's, Wait, it's, it's 3.26. Hold on. I, I, three, I don't know. Three more seconds. I, I two, can't explain one, it. Flash. <laughs> I cannot explain it, but yes. Now, uh, Jade says, I imagine the Min My Pub would have some history in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Shane's is Patterson Tavern, so oh, far yes. scene three. Yep, yep, I'd believe it out there, yep. Oh, we might have to go out to the Patterson. That's if we I We could have stay us. a night at all of these places. I feel like oh, they, yeah. should, they should probably reach out, right? Yeah, yeah. we now, need to take Cousin Steve so he can film us. It feels like we could have a bit of a... <laughs> That's right, only fans go screaming. Dave says... Our fabulous Dave Mann says, The Scarborough Hi, Hotel, just north of Wollongong, was built in 1886 and probably has a few stories to tell. Those old country pubs usually do though yes yes now there's something in almost every building along the main street in Wollongong the breakout escape room and breakout bar reportedly has something that likes to touch people in the asylum room oh touch me touch Uh, me breakout or break in yes very nice now there's a notable hotel um, in Junee and that one was built by the same person who built um, Monte Cristo Oh. Christopher Crawley. Oh, yes. right. Okay. Yep. Mm. Creepy Crawley. Creepy Crawley. <laughs> oh, oh, I like it. And no. Belinda says Hotel at Hill End. One oh, room like in particular there. allegedly haunted. Um, and yes. They're, they're all sending me links to these things. And the Ellalong Hotel. And if any of our listeners know of some good haunted pubs as well, 0490 let us know where they are. Yes, have you had an experience and in if a you know haunted the hotel, mm. especially especially around the Newcastle and Hunter? Yeah. Somewhere we can go and see for ourselves what's going on. Now, I, did, did we work out the first award for tonight? No. I oh. think I think it's Maxine. I think Maxine got in there first. Maxine. Um, hi, ladies. I'm just watching the video on the haunted pub. You both and Butterfield were great. <laughs> Butterfield. Butterfield. Uh, hi, Maxine. How are you? Uh, Big Byron has also just sent in, just finishing watching The Devil's Advocate. So everyone is getting in there. Yindi Amara. Hello. How are you? Do you have an email so I can send you a story about my late nephew? Absolutely. Absolutely. You can send that to Anne, A double N E at ozparatech O-Z-P-A-R-A-T-E-C-H dot com Please send it through. If anyone else has a story they'd like to send please feel free. We like to hear people's stories and we read them out and you know we do such a fabulous job reading them out. Uh, Alright, hello you pair. Just watching Isaac's episode now. Uh, who's, who's that? Robert. Oh, hello Robert. Hello Robert. Um, and he also complimented me on not stuffing up the mute buttons tonight. <laughs> 
Um, all right, who have we got here? Shane. Hi, Shane. Uh, have we been to the Mushroom Tunnels graveyards in Picton? We have been to the cemetery there. Um, it was, it's a graveyard, actually, because it's got a church there, hasn't it? That's correct. Um, and we loved the way that it was set up in that it had little QR codes, so you could actually scan it and get the information about what you were looking at and whose grave it was in their story. I mm. think that was brilliant. Um, we don't think we got into the Mushroom Tunnels no. because it was blocked off and we weren't yes. allowed to get into there. Yes. Would love to get in there and have a look. Uh, thank you for whoever just sent that through. The old coach hotel in Clarkfield, Victoria Ooh, is haunted. Nice. We have to get on the road, right? The three of us need to get on the road. Pub crawl. And do some filming and make our own little episodes. Now, if Butts doesn't want to do the pubs, we can. Mm-hmm. We'll have a Shirley Temple and a lie down. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget the Becks. Best, best chicken snitty. Now, be good. we have something very exciting to announce. <gasps> yes. Let's do that after the song. Oh, you're going to oh, tease them, are you? Let's do it after the song. There, There is something international coming up. Apart from the fact that Renata and I are off to Ireland in 15 and a half weeks, not that we're counting, uh, and the gorgeous Joanne over in the UK is organising for us to go and do a ghost hunt at Dudley Castle. Dudley Castle. Dudley? <laughs> oh, excited for that one. Um, yes, there is something more international that oh, is coming up. It is going to be so Huge, fabulous. It's incredible. We have been waiting three years for this. Uh-huh, yes. Mm. Mm, and we're going to tell you all the juicy, gory details straight Bye, after a bit of kiss. Make sure you come back. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Thrive Broking, flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. And it's spooky chat time with Auntie Anne, Auntie Renata and Cousin Steve here in the studio. Steve's very excited. He's just discovered what he's going to do for his ABC of Superstitions oh, for next week. Tight, ladies and, and I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it does begin with the letter M. Now, Renata, do you have the list in front of you of our very exciting announcement? And I'm speaking so slowly so I can give her the chance to get that information up on her phone. She's doom scrolling like no one's business. (laughs) We are going to be running a tour. We are going to be running a tour internationally. Yes. And this is something we've been trying to do since the start of Rona. We had it all planned. It was locked and loaded. People had booked their flights. The accommodation was booked. The tours were booked. Yes. And then Rona made us cancel everything. Yes. But this time, rather than us trying to organise it, because it's so hard internationally, we have somebody who has organised us an even betterer tour. The a more betterer. We a betterer mm-hmm. tour. More betterer. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this is happening just before Halloween. Just before Halloween. Halloween month. Yes. Halloween month, October. Yes. This is happening. And it's 10 days in, get ready for it, New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah. Yep. Yes. We're going to New Orleans, yes. everyone. The we capital love- of hoodoo, voodoo and, and vampires. voodoo. Vampires and ghosts. And vampires. we've done we've done a few stories on Spooky Sundays too, haven't we? Werewolves, cemeteries. 
the Absinthe House, mm-hmm. um, Oaks Plantation, yeah, Myrtle's Plantation, plantation uh, workshops. Uh, yes. We we had the list and the website was up and it just yeah. just been taken yeah. down. Yes, it's just been taken down so that no one, on yeah, so no one um, buys tickets because it's going to go live um, tomorrow. Yes, eleven o'clock. Um, America time. America time. Now, this will be uh, around the world because we do have a following from around the world now. Uh, Hard to believe, but true. Yeah. uh, Actually, our American friends out... Pace our Australian friends now with our True Hauntings podcast. We yes. have close to 50% of our listeners from the United States yes. and um, then we have the rest from around the world. Yes. Um, so we are very grateful to every single one of you who comes onto the True Hauntings podcast and listens and then shares it with a friend and say, you got to listen to these ladies. They are a hoot. And we quite often get invited onto Uncensored Radio as guests. Well, you haven't been on for a while. Just yes. put that oh, no. Halloween. But this is going to be so exciting exciting because uh, everything is going to be starting to get ready, prepped for Halloween. Uh, we're going to be in the French Quarter for a, a few days. Yep. Then Four nights in the French Quarter, then, I believe. Yep. Then we're going to uh, Myrtles. Then we're going to go to Ocali. We've got some sort of a, a, um, a jail? boat ride thingy. A swamp, a, a swamp tour. tour. A swamp tour. We're going to get on one of those platforms with the big have fan you, on the have back. You done that? <laughs> have you done it before? No. no. I've not been to New Orleans before. It is a hoot and a half. You know and she that's gets all I'm seasick. Say. Yeah, but it won't be. You'll be like, aren't you sitting on like a little office chair and strapped onto it? <laughs> yeah, if it's if it's a powerboat, it's very thrusty. It's oh. very oh. oh. But it's, yeah. Do we need to wear our neck brace? No, you'll be fine. You'll be just getting savagely blown. But that happens oh. a lot in the Orleans <laughs> every Saturday night. They I have don't not been savagely blown for years. They don't call it the Big Easy for no reason. Oh. Um, I do believe we start off our, our first night where we are all going to have a meal and. And a crawl through New Orleans yes. where they oh. you get a drink at every place. Yeah, yeah. Are you uh, ready cocktail, for this? A cocktail. Is there a recovery day after? No. Well, I think we get on the no, bus the next day. day. It'll be vomit bags all good. around the next day. So, look, keep an eye on now. What's the website there? Mysterious? Mysterious Adventures Tours. Yep. So that's Mysterious Adventures Tours. They That is going live tomorrow um, or 11 a.m. Uh, America time. And we have 20 places, only 20 places only. Now, you're going to have to leave a deposit. And I believe the deposit is $300. Three or 400 I can't remember. Yep. Um, but then they have monthly payments so yes. you can pay it off. So you can so pay it off. just remember the price will be in American dollars. It's being uh, organised by an American company. It is October in New Orleans. Orleans, so it is not the cheapest month to be there, but my God, it's been on a bucket list forever to be in oh, America at the Halloween absolutely. season. And we finish up on Friday the 13th. I think we start on yes. the 4th of October, yes. we finish up on Friday the 13th, Yes, and it's Renata's birthday on the 12th. Oh no! She's going to spend birthday that. party! No, yep. that's a tattoo moment. Oh, oh it is? Yes! That's a tattoo moment. <laughs> yes, a tattoo. And well. I'm sure they've tattooed all kinds in, in New Orleans. So. <laughs> you, won't get ref- you won't get refused this time. Yeah, remember, remember Romania? Yes. Remember, remember Romania? <laughs> <laughs> and this year for my birthday, we'll be in Prague. Oh, that's another tattoo. Tattoo moment. moment. Oh, tattoo well, moment. we won't have any skin left by the time we finished. I think we'll be fine. Um, all right. So um, I don't even know if we've got any more messages after that, but we're, we're so excited. We hope that you can join us. But get in quick, please, to if you want to come with us and get that spot. Um, also, oh, it's Leah. Sunbury Asylum is also um, fabulously haunted. Uh, Dudley Dursley Castle. 
Bloody muggles. Yeah, I know, Robert. Uh, and, oh, what have we got here? Byron has actually sent us a little bit of a story, and I think we've got time. We love. My granddad told me a story once. When my granddad was in his 20s, he visited Sydney. We were walking down a footpath when he felt a tap on his shoulder. He thought nothing of it until he felt it again a few seconds later. He turned around to reveal that nobody was there and there was nowhere anywhere that people could have hidden from them. He was later told that there was some someone murdered on that same footpath over a decade prior and others have reported being tapped on the shoulder as well. Oh, that's cool. That's spooky. Yeah. Spooky, spooky. Oh, we did have some fun last week with the Florida man. Uh, for those last yeah, week. <laughs> so for those who missed it, um, type in uh, your date day of birth, so like uh, mine's July 19th, and then Florida Man. Uh, so Renata would type in 12th of October, mm-hmm. Florida Man, and see what comes up, because there's all these news stories. The headings that come through are so funny. So if you didn't send one last week, send it this week, because we'll have Renata in a puddle on the floor. But we've got to get to the news. So uh, we will be back afterwards. I've got a story about a mysterious woman and man that disappeared. Uh, I don't know what Renata's got, but I'm sure it's exciting. I'm talking about Mary King's clothes. Oh, I love it. We've been there. And Steve is just going to hang around and giggle. We'll be back soon, guys. It's time to cross back to the other side. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Brought to you by Thrive Broking. Flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. And welcome back to the second hour of Spooky Sundays with your hosts, Anne Rekovic and Renata Daniel, me, and Uncle Steve. Oh, I've been upgraded to Uncle. Uncle Steve. Cousin Steve. Uncle Steve. Because there's something a little bit kinky going on in the family here. Yeah, I know. And yes, uh, so we're going into my story. Oh, first. are we now? Yes, we're just because I've just walked through the door just as the red light went on. <laughs> that's right. That's correct. And um, so we we decided that we're going to do um, one part of um, every Spooky Sunday is dedicated to our podcast. Mm-hmm. And to which tell, one? Tell, We've got three. Yeah, true hauntings. Okay, thank you. Our, our biggest numbered podcast. We don't know what Spooky Sunday. Spooky Sundays is hot in its heels now. I think. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's because it's so good. Yeah, uh, and so what I thought I'd do is uh, I'd look through newspaper articles to see whether I could find any information about any of the podcasts that we do, and uh, I decided this time that I'd go to Mary King's Close. Now we did this in episode, I believe it's sixty-eight or sixty-nine, mm-hmm. so quite. S- Quite some time ago. It was a while ago. Mm. So this is what I found in one of the uh, newspapers. And it goes like this. In the early 1980s, Mary King's Close was a mythical place talked of in hushed tones. Back then, it wasn't open to the public, and the only way to access this secret piece of the capital's forgotten history was through a visit arranged by a local sports and social club or similar organisation. Isn't that amazing? That I'm, they, I'm they, could, they could forget about this. Yeah, it's or, a whole city under the ground. Yeah, yeah, and they kind of just locked it away and forgot about it 
or wanted to forget about it. Yeah, maybe that's and what it was. you kind of really just went in there if you kind of knew someone who knew someone who said, let's do a bit of a tour down there. That was it. So this is 1970s, 1980s. That's just nuts. You know, you're right. It's episode 69, case mm-hmm. 69. Yep. So those lucky enough to have the Good connections number. to do just that would find themselves taken around the historic 17th century street deep beneath the city chambers by a guide who improvised storytelling highlighted the closest darker and spookier tales. With dim, flickering, jury-rigged uh, lighting and an ever-present chill in the air adding to the atmosphere, his tales of ghostly hauntings seemed only more plausible. At the time, it was still possible to explore what remained of the businesses and homes that lined the close. There was an old bakery on the right as you climbed the hill towards the high street and a tenement with a front room lined with fragments of cyanide-impregnated wallpaper. Well, that's always good to have. No doubt health and safety had something to say about that before the close opened up as the visitor attraction it is today. Don't let Mossy's Blumenthal or his name is down there. Because he actually did... edible wallpaper at one stage where he had different uh, things on the wallpaper. You could go up and lick them to get the flavour of it. And like he it have stocks and 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 spices and things. It, he did incredible. He still Heston, does it. Amazing. Heston, Heston, that's Heston it. Heston blew the tile. In the 1880s, you entered through an anonymous door that led down to the chilly underworld. That chill along with that chill along with the tales of plague, death and murder still remain today. She hasn't proofread it. <laughs> and Mary King's Close is now reputed to be one of the most haunted places in the capital. It was spooky down there. Indeed. Oh, especially that place that we went to where they said they kept the, the cows and the pigs. Yes. Yeah. Right next to the families. Yeah. It was a stable oh, underground. Yes. I wonder if those animals ever saw the light. Oh, the, the, oh, the smell. Mm-mm. My gosh. Yeah. Indeed, there are those who would have you believe the infamous thoroughfare is regularly visited by the shade of Mary King herself, allegedly captured as a ghostly image by ghost hunters with an infrared camera late one night after the public had left the site. Was it an orb and was it circled in red? But I tell you, if it's not, it wasn't I, real. I would <laughs> love to go down there and investigate. Yeah. You need somebody with you, though, because you could get lost. Oh, totally. Totally. Others claim to have seen the male witch, Major John Thomas Weir, Major Thomas Weir, who walked through the close on his way to his execution. While the spirit of local resident Andrew Chesney, it has been claimed, told local paranormal investigators to just get out when they asked. Was he the one with the toilet? Remember there was somebody down there who had, like, it was a really big thing then to have an inside toilet, and he used to sit on the toilet with the doors open so everyone could Ah, see that he was sitting on the toilet. Yes. For real. That is true. (laughs) Uh, Would you like us to leave here now? That's, that's... Oh, okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> oh, good night. That's the answer to just get out. And that's before we even touch on the plague victims. Oh, you don't touch them. You don't Who touch them. Here don't lick them. When the death, Black Death came calling in 1644. Hello. Wow. <laughs> 
death. <laughs> while there is no... Bring out your dead. Yeah, uh, while, time. while there is no doubting the tragic history of the close, not everyone is convinced that the, tale, the tales of its ghosts and one in particular draws much attention. A more recent haunting abandoned Annie oh, was first go. encountered in 1992 by a Japanese psychic named Aiko Gibo, who came to the close with a film crew to make a documentary about paranormal activity. Now, we talked about this. Oh, we talk about it. And I don't want you to give them too much away. No. I want them to find out because we were in that room yes. and we were told not to take photos. Yes, yes. And I just happened to be the very last person in there. And I, oops, my camera just fell out and took a photo. <laughs> <laughs> oops, you oops. Naughty, naughty girl. <laughs> Um, so, yes, Gibbo uh, refused to enter, enter this room, uh, citing a terrible sense of sickness, hunger and cold. Now, finally, she went inside. Apparently, she was invited by a little girl called Annie who died of the plague. And she declared that the girl had been abandoned by her family and had lost her dolly. Yes. So she now... Didn't, yes. She didn't want to go till she found her dolly. Yes, yes. As you do. Um, so depending on the story you hear, Annie either tugged at the hand of the psychic or grabbed at her leg. And in keeping with Japanese tradition of honouring the dead, Gibbo went to the Royal Mile and brought back a tartan Barbie doll. Oh, would that to be a collector's item now? Tartan yes, Barbie. Tartan Barbie. I wonder if there was tartan Ken and he had a kilt. <laughs> would anyone like to check what was under the kilt? Check and see if his plastic mound is. <laughs> Chris Trotter, a guide at the attraction at the time, said he too knew of many instances of tourists suddenly feeling unwell, of feeling a little hand grabbing at them, or feeling a dread of sense or cold. There would be nothing more terrifying than a little hand grabbing you down when... <laughs> Please finish off that sentence! Please! Down in those depths. Oh, no. <laughs> in Mary King's clothes. In, in the streets. Oh, God, the you have, to go. You have there the is pauses. To go. Pauses in the worst place. Pauses yes. everything. <clears throat> I've had a few experiences, you told the news. Oh. That's Chris Trotter. Um, people, when they come into this room, sometimes feel quite uneasy. About a year ago, one woman came in and she felt very overcome after about 30 seconds and had to go out. Uh, author and Edinburgh tour guide Graham Milne is more cautious when considering the venue's ghostly tales. He said stories about early hauntings in Mary King's Close were mentioned in a book called Satan's Invisible World. Oh. I think we mentioned that in the, the podcast. Mm, in which an occupant described outlandish ghostly visitations, but the book was pretty much a religious tract and suggested anyone not being devout could potentially see ghosts. Well, fancy that. Isn't that a surprise? It was published in 1685, and it was a work of the Presbyterian professor of philosophy, George it, Sinclair. It was a thriller. It was on the top 100 for that year. <laughs> for the five people that could read it. <laughs> it claimed to prove the existence of Satan, witchcraft, and apparitions through a collection of true stories. Oh, absolutely true. All told to you by psychics. Yes. Recorded. Yep. Mm. So, yes. Um, it, it, oh, look, on no, their hold dictaphone. On. <laughs> you, you were speaking about orbs. Here we go. Yes. Um, yes. Admitting to the spine chilling creepiness of the closest one thing but deciding that you believe in ghosts is quite another but it has been written that there are a few places better to debate paranormal phenomena uh, 
Uh, then in the depths of Mary King's Close, Ryan O'Neill from Scottish Paranormal, oh. a group of amateur enthusiasts of the supernatural might agree, his group captured very faint white or transparent spheres. Yeah. Spiritual well, that's orbs. proof, Are they it? cousins to Britney? And... <laughs> And in April 2001, April 2001, Dr. Caroline Watt, who you know well oh, from we do? Edinburgh University of, of Kirstler Unit, uh, revealed she too had an experience of ghosts in the close during an experiment. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yes, I talk about the experiment in the podcast too. Yes. So you'll yes. have to listen to the podcast because yes. Renata's not going to give away any more, no, is I'm she? Not, no, I'm not saying any more. We have a fabulous pod- podcast on uh, Mary King's Close. And we also sort of go into whether we think it's haunted or not and the evidence that has been provided and the, uh, the the Japanese psychic one is very interesting. Oh, yes. There's a, de- there's a definite outcome on that one, so yes. go and have a listen. Yes, it's episode 69. Oh, you'll all remember, remember that of number. What was the name of the podcast again? Uh, True Hauntings, and you can, you can find it on Spotify and iTunes and, and iHeartRadio and where all good podcasts are found. Yeah, we're, we've almost on 6,000 downloads a week now. There you go. Mm. Okay, we're going to the love shack. Oh, yeah. Okay, babe. Okay. <laughs> See you in a minute. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Thrive Broking, flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. We love Thrive Broking. So if you're ever looking for finance without the scary bits, mm-hmm. drop Emma a line at thrivebroking.com.au. Oh, that was such a professional voice. tell course. her Spooky Sundays, Anne and Renata, sent you. That was really creepy. That's very ASMR voice. Yes. <laughs> Nibbling. <laughs> oh no, I love the ones with the acrylic nails and they go. Weird. Look, if it brings you peace, that's all that really matters. I think it's about peace, really. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> all right, is it my turn? It is, it is. Go for it. All right, well, I have been looking for another weird sort of creepy story and I found one about a female stranger. Oh. Stranger danger. Mm-hmm. But this is actually set uh, back in, uh, oh, geez, how long ago? It's a long while ago. Uh, so it's in the Potomac. Is that here, Seth? The Potomac River? Real housewives. Um, in the Commonwealth of Virginia, just a stone's throw away from Washington, D.C. in the United States, is a, a little historic town known as Alexandria. And it's the oldest part of the city is um, that's there is known as the Old Town Alexandria. They do that a lot in America. Yeah. They call it Old Town. But is it old with a D or an old Not an oldie. It's not an oldie, it's just an old. Uh, Originally laid out in 1749 to this day, it's well known for its numerous boutiques, restaurants, antique shoppies, theatres, historic townhouses, art galleries, antique shops, all the yuppies are hanging out in there, the cobblestone streets, red brick sidewalks. Oh, I just want to go visit. It attracts visitors from all over the country, if not the world, but is also very famous for a local unsolved mystery involving a mysterious stranger, an anomalous grave, and ghosts. 
So this is a story that's mostly known as the female stranger, and it begins with a story about this couple said to have arrived aboard a ship coming from the Caribbean in September of 1816. They were well-dressed. The man was described as being polished and polite, and the woman was said to be stately and strikingly beautiful. Uh, So they were immediately turning heads as soon as they arrived on the shore. So in some versions of the story, the woman was described as wearing a veil and refusing it to take it off and show her face. Pre-COVID. <laughs> the couple took uh, a carriage to Gadsby's Tavern, uh, as what is known now as the City Hotel, which at the time was con- considered to be a haven for the socialites and high society. Oh, they were booked a very expensive room, refused to give their names, and it soon became very obvious that the woman, while very beautiful, had a sickly, pale pallor and was obviously quite ill. Mm. Her health visibly and rapidly deteriorated uh, from some unknown affliction. So nobody knew what it was. But she was dying. The husband apparently tended to her on his own for some time. The two of them locked in their room and never answered the door for anyone. But he apparently came to understand that she needed professional help and allowed a local doctor and two nurses to come over and look after her or tend to her. According to the tale, he promptly had them and the hotel owner swear an oath to never reveal their identities to anyone for the rest of their lives. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, after which they attended to the ailing woman. So several weeks they cared for her as best they could but despite their best efforts sadly her health spiraled downwards and one day she did die alone with her husband she was then buried at St Paul's Cemetery of St Paul's Episcopal how do we say that? Episcopal. Episcopal. It sounds like I'm saying something rude. Church. And the husband went about having um, a very fancy, elaborate, expensive tabletop tombstone made for her. It had just about everything you could think of there. Now, written on this, this uh, memorial said, To the memory of a female stranger whose mortal sufferings terminated on the 14th day of October, 1816, aged 23 years and eight months. This stone is placed here by her disconsolate husband in whose arms she sighed out her last breath and who under God did his utmost even to soothe the cold, dead ear of death. How loved, how valued, once avails thee not. To whom related or by whom begot? A heap of dust alone remains of thee till all thou art and all the proud shall be. To to him gave all the prophets witness that through his name, whoever so believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. So it's a very... That is a long... Thingy, that's what's a lot of chipping. That? That's, that's a, a tabletop. That's a lot you, of chipping. You wouldn't want to make a mistake there, would you? Oh, now, as soon as the grave was complete and erected, Ooh. the man left town without saying anything. And to make it all stranger, it would turn out that he had not paid for his lodgings and that the money used to pay for the grave and the tombstone had actually been counterfeit bills. No. He had not even paid for the medical care that his wife had received 
but since his identity was a secret and everyone had been sworn <gasps> to secrecy, oh. the only ones who knew had sworn a solemn oath not to reveal it. There was nothing that anyone could do about it. Some versions of the story say that he would even return to the grave every autumn to place flowers there and that her relatives would show up from time to time. And over the years, the real identity of who was really buried there has become a perplexing local mystery. So you, as you can imagine, there's theories running left, right and centre over who it is. Mm-hmm. One of the ideas is that uh, the female stranger was Theodosia Burr Alston, the daughter of once Vice President Aaron Burr, who was mysteriously lost at sea to be never seen again. The idea is that she never died out there, but had rather run off with a, a pirate or a British sailor. Another theory claims that the woman was Sarah Curran, the fiancé of Irish revolutionist Robert Emmett, who uh, may have been forced to go off to marry a British naval officer, while others have speculated that she was the daughter of an old English lord eloping with her lover, a commoner, although they said he was very elegant and beautifully dressed. Mm. Uh, There is also the possibility that they're just a pair of notorious con artists who made their way down to the port cities of the eastern seaboard. Uh, Some theories are particularly bizarre. One was claiming that perhaps she was Napoleon Bonaparte in disguise. He gets around that bloke. He does, he does. Um, Mm. Whoever she was, the mysterious headstone, the romanticised atmosphere of her tale would make her a prominent local historical oddity and a mystery. Uh, And also the cryptic headstone sort of raises more questions than answers, I suppose. Mm. Now, there was uh, Liz from the Gadsby Tavern Museum said, once you start reading the words on her gravestone, it's super hard not to pike your interest and kind of dive deeper into who this person might have been. The true facts of the female stranger story are very few, so that's why it's turned into this amazing urban legend to try and fill in the pieces of where the holes are. So to this day, they don't really know who she is, but I think we might need to go to a song, and I'll give you a little bit more of the story when we come back. Okay, fine. You're listening to Spooky Sundays on Newcastle Live Radio. Finance doesn't need to be spooky, thanks to Thrive Broking. And we are back for the uh, last bit of that story. We kept you. We kept you hanging. Kept you in suspenders. Right, so we were talking about the the female stranger. Nobody really knows who she is. She's been um, buried in this beautiful big grave with lots of markings. They've run up big bills and then they've all disappeared. Mm -hmm. So no one really knows who's actually buried in that grave. Uh, There is... The very first tale of all of this appearing is actually a poem regarding the visit to the grave of a female stranger uh, that was composed by someone called Alexandria Gazette, uh, sorry, composed for the Alexandria Gazette in 1834. Now, the, it was written by the poet Susan Rigby Dallam Morgan, who gives no sources for verification. So does that mean she's just made it up? Now, it was picked up by the Philadelphia Saturday Courier. Oh, geez, they're hitting the big times there, um, which was more of a traditional straight sort of um, newspaper. It wasn't a, a scurrilous rag. Scurrilous, was that the word? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one, author's name was Lucy Seymour, who was none other than Susan Rigby Dallam Morgan. Uh, so it's sort of, it's getting a little bit complicated. So... Uh, This means that almost everything we know about the story of the female stranger is derived from these poems. So there's this, this headstone there, 
and it's got all this stuff written on it. So the headstone is real. The headstone is real. So there it's not no, an urban legend. There is no name no. on the headstone. No. And these stories and things, that uh, the poems and things, came many years after. So... Is it just that this person who has written the poems has created a story that sounds great around the headstone? Probably. Yeah, probably. Because, I mean, we've seen all this sort of stuff happen, haven't we? Mm -hmm. Um, However, whoever's buried in the grave of the female stranger seems to become more mysterious as time's gone on. Visitors report seeing a ghost of this woman in the tavern where she died. So this is how we tie in the ghost. Um, A woman in the early 19th century clothing lurking about, mostly in the vicinity of Room 8, where the female stranger is said to have spent her final weeks. She's also seen in the ballroom. The spectral woman is mostly harmless, appearing only to vanish, as well as walking through walls, appearing in windows, and sometimes lighting candles in rooms. That's Mm -hmm. a bit dangerous. But some encounters have actually been a little bit frightening for people. Wellington Watts, a great name, owner of the Alexandria Colonial Tours, Colonial Tours, tells that one such incident involving a young woman who had returned home from college to work at the Gadsby Tavern Restaurant for the summer said... Her first night on the job, she goes to the kitchen, gets her customer's meal, she turns around and the ghost is staring her right in the face. She screams, panics, drops the plates on the floor, the ghost vanishes, she runs out the door and quits on sight. Amateur waitress, she never drop a plate. I know, I reckon that she um, dropped the plates and blamed it on the ghost. <laughs> right. uh, we were told she's never been back to the old town since. So, I mean, really, the haunting has become local law. Uh, I suppose they probably would encourage the story because it would bring people in to check out this grave and try to work out who is it. Mm-hmm. Would the psychics come in and mm-hmm. try to sense who it is? Oh, totally. Uh, and of course, Room 8 at the Gadsby Tavern has also now become a tourist destination and the local ghost hunters are coming in. There is a tour that's held there at the graveyard and in the tavern. Um, um, so the thing is that the, the tomb is real. Yes. There has been sightings of the ghost. Yes. The only stories I have in related to this ghost or this woman has been from these poems that this woman has submitted, which was quite some time after the incident actually happened. Hmm, sounds like the Bible. <laughs> that was your I was going to go with the Myrtles, but you know. <laughs> oh, no. That was your answer. That was yeah. your outside voice. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's my sort of weird, creepy, mm. odd story for tonight. You've got something romantic, though. The, 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 the poets wanted to write something romantic, and, and what better... What better than finding a headstone that has nothing on it to tell you who it is but the great love? Especially mm. something for, that big and yeah, dramatic. For the it's like person. Rose and Jack and Titanic. I know. Oh, um, yeah, it, 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 they could have had it as big as they wanted to, knowing that they weren't going to pay for it. Yeah, exactly. but um, <laughs> yeah, that's astounding. But I wonder if the um, psychics go in and go, there's no ghosts here. There's no ghosts here. There's no one buried there. There's no one. That's not even a grave, it's a table. Mm. <laughs> Mm. So we know what we're talking about when we talk about that that 
um, that sort of a headstone. It's it's the one that that literally looks like a table. Yeah, but it's not a Norfolk Island. Yeah, it's got that flat top on mm-hmm. it, and um, you've it's, got all the inscription on the yeah. top. Yeah, um, yeah. Robert would like to say Colonel Watt. Lots of power there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shocking now, amounts of power, you would say. Could, oh no! Could this spectre be created by the stories and the myths that have been? Told over the years. Yeah, quite possibly. Or is it another entity that they are attributing the, uh, the, the it must be the female stranger mm-hmm. and it's just the, the maid who used to go in there and like they said that it was darker and um, you know, normally they, they don't hurt people, but she didn't hurt someone. She no. just startled someone. Mm-hmm. That's true. And they drop plates. I really get annoyed when they do that, you know, and they make out that there's some dark, evil entity. Mm. And maybe the poor old ghost was just as shocked as the girl. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, why are you here in front of me? Mm-hmm. And I, I've heard, it's interesting because I've heard this story twice today about a, a ghost appearing literally at somebody's face. They turn around and the ghost is there in their face, that would be a horrific sight for a moment yeah. and because of the shock. Are they seeing it physically or um, psychically? Mm. Well, in this other story, quite interestingly, there were two people who saw this particular ghost. They both said that they saw it. They both said that it looked the same um, from both sides. Yep, so one person said it looked like this. The other person said exactly the same. Yeah, had they had a chance to compare notes nope. before they had told nope. their stories? Nope, nope, nope. But... But they also spotted a person down the street who had a view of them both being startled Mm -hmm. and running away um, because they had allegedly seen something. So they went up to that person and they asked them and they said, did you see what we saw? Did you see anyone? And she actually said, no, I saw two guys who looked as though they were drunk and playing around, fooling around, but there was nothing between you. Mm. So there you've got a third person seeing nothing, nothing. while these two people are having uh, an experience. So was it an environmental trigger that triggered them to both have that same vision, psychic moment, or was it a physical entity that arrived? Oh, my God, my head's mm. going to go or boom. Or just the power of suggestion because of the... Like, we, we get it all the time with the urban legends mm-hmm. that surround places like Maitland Jail. Mm. People come in asking yeah. those questions and expecting mm-hmm. those spirits up there so much so that they'll tell you, and you go, well, that's not actually true, but that's, mm-hmm. I saw it. Like, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because the they want to see it. They want mm-hmm. to see it. Mm-hmm. It's quite interesting how many people don't hear those words, this is not actually true, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but they still go ahead and they um, believe because they want to so badly that they've, they have seen something. Um, and that's okay. They're having their moment. Um, yeah, very interesting story. Hmm. Interesting story. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Thrive Broking, flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. Now, for all of our local listeners... 
tomorrow afternoon, we are going to have some tickets released for the residents. The now, residents. This, this is really a pop-up tour. It's happening on Friday, this Friday, mm-hmm. uh, and the tickets are only going on sale tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow afternoon, so mm-hmm. keep an eye out. Uh, there are only 20 tickets available for the residents. Now, this residence tour is only going to be happening for a short period of time because the building will be gutted and we will lose it. It's going to be gutted and very sad and sorry that we're yeah. gone. But it's going to be turned into uh, accommodation, boutique mm-hmm. accommodation. So we can only uh, put tours up month to month um, because we we only know like four weeks ahead what's really going to be happening. So if you see the opportunity to get tickets for the residents, jump in there and grab them while you can. It's very different experience to what you have in the Ghost Hunting 101 and also it's a bit different to the all-nighters that we run. There's yes. something a bit different about everything we do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is a, a completely um, in, enclosed site so you don't wander off into the jail. It's the residence for a reason. We are in inside a building that mm-hmm. was a residence at Maitland Jail uh, and it's got quite a number of layers of history. And dust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We tried to clean as much yeah, as Yeah, no, could. there hasn't been anyone in that building for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did our very first tour there the other week. And it went nutso. Mm. Do you have fun? Yeah, yeah, I had a great night. Like, yeah. it, as soon as you guys started talking, like, <laughs> Amy's looking at me I'm like, there's someone walking around upstairs. Mm. So get out. I'm like, no. <laughs> then we like, yeah. just think, and then it all kicked off from there. Mm. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Very, very, very interesting experience. So if you have the opportunity, please come and see us at the residence. Uh, this is uh, this Friday night. You know. We're releasing tickets tomorrow and the, and the tour is on Friday, so get in quick. But there will be um, extra tours this month released yeah. later. We've just been pushing this out and we're so time poor with this yeah. because we've got such a small period of time to do this for people um, that we sort of just want to jump on and do as many as we can so as many people go through it before they cannot any longer. That's right. And look, now we've got a big week coming up. We've got uh, some more filming with Isaac yes. and Claire. Yep. Uh, in a Sydney location. Yes. Uh, which we obviously can't reveal just at this stage. But there seems to be a lot going on at this place. So yeah. looking forward to that. And we'll have our uh, – on YouTube, you can catch us 8.30pm on Thursday night Sydney time and we'll be doing our live tarot psychic reading show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what else have we got on this oh, week? Oh, well, then you go away. And I bugger off. But yes. I, I'm hoping we can get our diary a ghost hunter out this week we normally record it on a sunday afternoon but it just we my dad's 90th birthday party was this afternoon so oh, he could have waited he could have waited could have waited um, but i did get kpi on tears because i found a book that he had read as a boy and um, it's no longer in publication and he'd loaned it to someone many many decades ago and wanted to read it again and he was very sad he'd lost it anyway i found not the book but i found um a, a version of it an old antique one and and i got kpi PI on tears, so oh. I am happy. He was asking, you know, where were the rest of his presents since it was one small one? Oh. <laughs> that's that's my dad for you. Um, 
So happy birthday, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your book. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, and um, oh, there was something else we had to tell everyone. Oh, so you've got to watch the Buttsman episode. Yes. At the Bellbird, Bellbird Hotel. Yes. You've got to uh, look out for the launch of the New Orleans tickets at 11 a.m. USA time, oh, which is such an exciting probably week. about seven hours away from now. It will be launched. Yes. We can only take 20 people. So the first 20 in to pay their deposit. Oh. Oh, Steve's worried. I'm nervous. Oh, no. <laughs> and then after that, we're, uh, I don't know. I think we need to go Just home. Busy. Yeah. yeah. We're, I'm going on look, a cruise. We That's are, all I know. We are literally dedicating the next few weeks to Maitland Jail. We do yes. have a few other tours yes. on. Yes, there's a few things but, happening. But we are virtually at Maitland Jail. Oh, thank you, Robert. Every week. Um because we just love the place and... and you love the place. They, you know, yeah, and they, they're just so accommodating there for us, which is so wonderful. And we've got an um, author's... Oh, up. all this talk is coming up yes, too, but you'll hear about that. One. Yeah, you'll probably hear about that next week. Yes, that's yeah. another one that's going to be announced. So we've been having meetings left, right, and centre with oh. the jail to bring you guys some awesome, amazing things. There's even a very special event happening on Good Friday for the more serious paranormal teams out there. But oh, we'll let the jail yes. tell you about that one. Yeah, it's an opportunity that you guys are going to jump on, and only four teams can have it. Mm. Anyway, we right. should go. Yes. We're going to leave the studio. Thank you so very, very much, everyone, for listening. And thank you, Steve, for joining us tonight. Thank, thank you, Steve. Thank you for Happy holidays. Me for the next couple of weeks. Happy holidays, Anne. I'll come back to studio on the Sunday, coughing and hacking with COVID and spread no, that joy with you don't all. Don't you dare. <laughs> Can you just tentatively put aside that third of one course, just in case I've got COVID? Oh, no, please. <laughs> woman, Plus. do not. Plus. <laughs> Let's get out of here because we've got to get to the bag news. over your head. Uh, <laughs> You've got a permanent position there, Steve. <laughs> okay, Pinky. we are leaving tonight with Europe. Oh, very, very you good like song, it? Anne. Thank yes, you. Yes, the final countdown. Stay spooky, everyone. Be frightfully good. See and you on the dark side. Bye. Bye. Most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts. But sometimes the facts don't give us the answer. So it's time to call in Anne and Renata. Spooky Sundays, when the truth lies beyond a logical answer. Dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable. Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. It's Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Sunday from 8pm, only on Newcastle Live. Brought to you by Thrive Broking. 